Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. I'm Dave Denhoma, hanging out with you here on the home of world football in Southern California and the world. ESPN LA 710, welcome to another edition of Soccer Weekly. We got a huge show, so much to talk about. We are going to be talking about L Tree with Joe Juan Carlos Osorio. We got Liga MX and the Toluca Pachuca update. Chicharito on the move to West Ham United in the Premier League. We'll be talking with Tom Marshall about all of that and so much more. The big story of the week involves a member of L Tree, but it involves our LA Galaxy, our beloved and my LA Galaxy. The big story right out of the jump, right from the opening whistle of this show, is Jonathan Dos Santos, according to Gold.com, and uh, Kevin Baxter following up on the LA Times as well. And I believe it's Ives Galarcep, who's a great writer for Gold.com, had it uh, the uh, financials involved too. The story's out there. Jonathan Dos Santos has signed with the LA Galaxy, according to those sources. And the Galaxy have not officially announced it. In fact... We reached out to them to be on the show here on this uh, Soccer Weekly edition here on ESPN LA 710. We haven't heard back from them, so they're not officially uh, confirming this as of yet, apparently. At least not to us. But it is. it does look like a done deal, and according to these very reputable sources, it has been done for a $5 million transfer fee. Again, Gold.com had that, and he will leave La Liga and come over to the LA Galaxy and reunite with his brother, Giovanni Dos Santos. So we've got uh, Dos Dos Santoses, right? We got dose of them now. It literally fits now. We got both Saints, so that's good. We got that going for us. So we look. It's it's a big move all the way around, and I'm going to jump right into it. I like this move. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people are so fed up with the Galaxy right now, and another four three disgusting loss on the road this time in New England. And all I can say about New England really briefly with that 4-3 win, it's not even about that game, but I look at New England, and if you're a Revolution fan, you've got so much talent. Why do they struggle so much? It's got to be coaching. Sorry, Jay Heaps, what are you doing? They've got so much talent. You watch that team play, and you're just amazed at what they can do offensively. And they did it to the LA Galaxy four times. 4-3 to three, the final. It was a mess. But bigger news than that one game is the signing of Jonathan Dos Santos reuniting with Giovanni. This is a blockbuster deal in MLS. And I like, we're going to go jump right into it. But I do want to remind people, traffic pattern wise, I just got a text, Mario. As the show was starting, my wife is texting me. She's out on the road, right? She's like, what's going on at the Coliseum tonight? <laughs> She's like, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, there's a few people heading that way. Honey, if you're listening, hope the tall drink is listening out there. I can't text you back right now. I'm busy, but there's a few people on their way to a big game. Barcelona, Man City over at the Coliseum. Sold out, apparently. And well, that That's 90,000 yeah, sold that, out? That kicks off in like 90 minutes about. Yeah, 93,000. Yikes. Get off whatever street you're on, dear. <laughs> I hope she's listening. But yeah, that's going to be craziness going on over at the Coliseum, certainly. And there's craziness with this deal. And as I break it down, as I look at this deal, Jonathan Dos Santos to the LA Galaxy, I like this move. And I, again, a lot of people don't. I like it for a number of reasons. Most importantly, I like it on the pitch. He's tough. He's quick. He's smart. 
He's extremely skilled. He's got it all in the midfield. Good vision. Doesn't is not afraid to pass the football. He's not the, the the problems with this move. If we're looking at the positives, those are the positives. And that's why I, overall I like this deal. But if we're being honest, we got to look at both angles. He's not the biggest need on the pitch for us. As primarily a midfielder who likes to do a lot of dirty work. Now, he's better than what we have. He's better than Jermaine Jones. He will be better than Joao Pedro, although I think Joao Pedro's fitting in better lately. And he does get forward more. But this move, he's not the biggest need we have on the pitch. That's one thing. They need a striker. They need a scorer. And it looks a tad desperate right now. There's a whiff, just a hint, of desperation on the Galaxy's part in this move. To, like, appease and just merely just get another guy. Because it isn't the biggest need. The Galaxy need a scorer. You put Jack McBean out there every week, that's not a recipe for success. I'm sorry. And Jack McBean mercifully got suspended for one game based on some of the actions in the Revolution. So the MLS Disciplinary Committee did the Galaxy a favor by suspending him for one game. Jack might be the greatest kid of all time. That's fine. Not getting it done on the pitch. The Galaxy need a scorer. This doesn't address our biggest need. That's my only concern with this. But Jonathan Dos Santos as a player, great. Good move. And $5 million for a transfer, eh, as reported by Gold.com, not bad. Also, Kevin Baxter, as I mentioned, talking a little more about it on the, the LA Times when he wrote about it, saying the salary, as I read, uh, somewhere in the between 2 to $3 million, not bad. Multiple-year deal. I, I, I like the deal overall. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. 877-710-ESPN, or you can uh, hit me on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. We follow the conversation there as well. Jonathan Dos Santos to the LA Galaxy, my LA Galaxy. Your thoughts on that? We will be talking with Tom Marshall from ESPN, ESPN FC coming up next, talking Chicharito, talking the Dos Santos move, Liga MX, Juan Carlos Osorio, and so much more. Stick around. This is Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Denholm here on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, Dave Denholm and you hanging out here on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710, 877-710-ESPN, the number to get involved. You can hit me up on Twitter at TalkSoccer, follow me on Instagram, doing a little more Instagram live every now and again from big events, Dave underscore Denholm. Talking about Jonathan Dos Santos coming to my LA Galaxy, first reported by Gold.com and uh, Kevin Baxter of the LA Times as well. Big move for the Galaxy. We do want to talk a lot of things about the Liga MX. we got so much to get to. Uh, Chicharito on the move. The Jonathan Dos Santos move, certainly, with our guest here on the show. He is from ESPN FC, Tom Marshall, joining us. Tom, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Appreciate it. No, thanks for the invite. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Tom, let's get right to it. Uh, we'll start with Eltree coming off the disappointment, losing in the Gold Cup semifinals to Jamaica. Juan Carlos Osorio, of course, having to watch from a suite. What's the pressure on Osorio right now with the Mexican national team? Where does he stand? I mean, the pressure is absolutely huge. I mean, we saw the the videos as he arrived back in Mexico the day after, and you know, fans screaming at him. Um, you know, saying, fuera, sorry, or sorry out, sorry or out. 
some fans just crossing the line and saying, go back to your own country. I mean, it was pretty pretty awful, the scenes, to be honest. So, I mean, that, that's life as, as Mexico manager. It's probably one of the most difficult jobs in international football. Um, Osorio was actually asked, Earlier in the competition, earlier in the Gold Cup, he said, "How can you? How can you? Can you put into words this intensity, this scrutiny that the, the being Mexico manager is?" And he said, "It's impossible." <laughs> His answer was, yeah. "It's impossible to express how, what it's like." So, yeah, I mean, the the pressure's on. Uh, I don't think he's going to get fired. I mean, I think within the the Mexican Federation, I don't think there's any kind of um, will really to be looking around for a manager. For a new head coach, you know, less than a year ahead of a World Cup, I think that their legitimacy as well. They brought in Guillermo Cantu, the general secretary, and Desiree de Maria, the president. They brought him in, so it's um, you know, it's their, their their heads on the on the block, if you like, as well. So I think he's going to stay, but obviously there's a divide now between the fans who seem to want him out, and then um, you know, also and, and the players. To be honest, I mean, we saw Chicharito yesterday coming out on social media and backing Osorio 100%. And, and I think that's that's a huge statement from Chicharito. Yeah, Tom uh, Tom Marshall joining me. He covers uh, League MX and L3 for ESPN FC. I picked them to win the Confederations Cup mostly because I think there's big there's big possibilities for this team. I really believe this in Russia in 2018. I really believe if, if, if Mexico and Juan Carlos Osorio can put it together, this is a dangerous team in the World Cup, Tom. Is that is that your assessment of this team potentially in 2018? Personally, yes. I mean, I, I think that, I don't, I mean, I think Mexico are number 16 right now in the FIFA rankings. Yeah. I mean, and I think that tells the story. Mexico's a good team. Um, I still, I think what Mexico lack is, say you get to around the 16th stage or even a quarter-final stage, I don't think they're really big teams. You know, the Argentinas, the Brazils, the Germanys, the Spains, I don't, I don't think they fear Mexico yet. And, and I think, you know, I think once what Carlos Osorio is doing right now or trying to do is to try and get the team to step up that level and become a bit more, I don't know, a bit, bit more, more solid, more steely. And obviously it's backfired at times and we've seen that and we've seen the reaction from, from the Mexican press and fans. But I think, that, I think that Mexico are in a decent place going into the World Cup. But I have to point out that that's only my opinion. And if you, you know, can pundits, you know, and journalists down here, uh, are very much against Osorio. They don't understand his rotations. There's heavy criticism from all comers. Hugo Sanchez, Claudio Suarez have called for him to be fired. You know, these, these legends of the game here in Mexico. And, and I think that's, that's where it's at right now. I, th- I think Mexico's in a decent place. But a lot of people have, have jumped on the back of this Gold Cup, which for me was the lowest priority tournament of the summer. And, and to be honest, from a development it, it, winning it wasn't important. It was important to see these players um, and I think that it's been taken completely out of perspective but like I said that's just my take on it and it's not the it's not the standard one right now I'll tell you you know this is not a question for you Tom this is me uh, just making a statement real quickly on that and you don't even have to respond my biggest beef with L3 fans are they're just they look for things to get mad about they dig they search they hunt for things to get frustrated at. As you mentioned, Gold Cup is on the lowest part of the priority list for this summer, and yet they're going to sink their teeth into that. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me right now. We're talking with ESPN FC's Tom Marshall. He covers League MX and L3 for ESPN FC. We move across the pond for a man you mentioned, Javier Hernandez, going uh, from Bayer Leverkusen to West Ham. By my estimation, it is a 
a downward move slightly for sure. I think Leverkusen's a better club, but you know the money's there. Chicharito wants to get back into the Premiership. Certainly a better league, I guess, theoretically than Bundesliga because of the little bit more parity potentially. And West Ham is a, a club on the rise, to be sure. Tom, uh, talk about that move for Chicharito getting back into the Premiership. Uh, I, I totally disagree a little bit. I think it's. I mean, I'd say it's probably a sideways move. I mean, West Ham. I think that the negative about this move is that. I don't think he's going to be playing in Champions League. Yeah. You know, I can't see, I can't envision that West Ham are going to break the the top four of the Premier League in the next two or three years. So therefore, I think that that's the negative. I think the positive, West Ham, you know, number three in terms of attendance in the Premier League last season. You know, based in London, and and I'm I'm happy to see Chicharito back in England. I think, you know, Mexicans haven't had great success there, and I think he's kind of the standard bearer, and I think he's got something to prove. I mean, the way he left Manchester United, we remember that famous video where Luis Van Gaal and, and Ryan Giggs kind of Chicharito missed an opportunity and they both looked at each other. And then within days, he was out of the club. Um, and I think that he, he's got something to prove. I mean, he's going to be a starter. I think that's really important to him. Yeah. And I think important for Mexico as well. And then, and then from there, he needs to he needs to bang in the goals. He's 29 years old now. He's, he's in the he's in the peak of his career. And it's time for him now to, I mean, you know, it's, it's difficult to say prove yourself once again because, you know, this is a guy who's played for Manchester United, Real Madrid, played in the Bundesliga and scored goals. But, you know, it's a, there is an element of challenge there now to go to a club where there's a lot of eyes. I mean, there's a lot of expectation from West Ham fans that he's going to get him the goals that they haven't got in recent seasons. No West Ham has scored more than nine goals last season. For example, yeah, they need them. They need them to get hot. And uh, Leverkusen just couldn't get going last season either. They never quite clicked with Chicharito. Not that he had a bad year, but just never quite got going as a club. We'll see if that changes with West Ham and Chicharito. Now, Tom, you might have to talk me down from the ledge in this particular question I'm about to ask because my Liga MX teams, as we begin Apertura, are Toluca and Pachuca. And if we're talking about people going over, what what's the deal with the Irving Lozano move? What are, what are they doing? What was the point of this? To PSV, really? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, I think that you know it's a decent offer that they got, and I think more than anything, the player wanted to go. Yeah, we're seeing this more and more now. Mexican players, are, the younger players, are kind of demanding. Uh, we know the Mexican league; it's, it's difficult for younger players to leave. It's not like say Argentina or Brazil. Where you know the transfer fees are a lot lower, the wages are lower in Mexico. These players, once they're established in the league MX, get high wages and 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 command high transfer fees because domestically in Mexico, other teams will pay a lot of money and often more than a European club would. But I think in this case with Irving Lozano, he basically said he did a deal with the the Pachuca president and he said, look, when the time comes, I you know I, I want to go, I want to try my luck in Europe, and I think that's what's happened with with Lozano this summer. Um, you know, Mexicans, the, the reputation of Mexicans in Europe isn't the same as Ar- in Argentina, for example, either. I mean, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it isn't up there yet. So I think that making this move to a PSV is, is actually, a, I think it's a really good move for him. I think it's he's a club where he can develop. Again, he's going to get playing time. It's absolutely crucial in this year before the World Cup. Get used to the, you know, the rigors of the European game, which is quite different than the, the Mexican game. And then from there, you know, the idea is that Irving Lozano in, in two in th- two or three years will then be moving, you know, to the Premier League or one of the big one of the big Spanish teams. I mean, I think that's the that's the ideal. Yeah, I guess that is the ideal, but uh, I don't know. I just it frustrates me no end, believe me. And uh, speaking of frustrating, 
I know they snuck into the they got into the playoffs, didn't do much there, but Toluca, talk about my beloved Toluca. I don't have a good feeling about this apertura for Toluca. Yeah, I mean, um, hundred hundred years. They celebrated the hundred year anniversary. They just had the the game last night against um, against the Atletico Madrid, so it's quite a, quite a lot of fun for the new stadium. And they still can't score. <laughs> Toluca still can't <laughs> score, Tom. <laughs> still nil, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know Toluca this season against Ruben Sambuesa, who came over from America um, last year. I, I think he's. He's, he's, he's so important to him. He makes, he's gonna, if, he, if he plays well, then the team can make the playoffs and yeah. they can make a run yeah. at the championship. If he doesn't, then you know I'm looking and I'm, I don't know. I don't know where the creativity is going to be. Obviously, senior not there anymore and pretty old, anyways. But yeah, I mean, I think you look at the strength of the the competitors right now as well. I mean, I think the Liga MX is, has got stronger. I know there's the old debate about MLS and Liga MX and the Concacaf Champions League. Um, you know, everybody kind of acknowledges that MLS is improving. But one thing I don't think people necessarily do acknowledge as much is that Liga MX is also improving. Oh, yeah. And you see that with the quality of foreign signings that are coming in. You know, uh, Kaisuke Honda coming into Pachuca, Gignac, you know, Enne Valencia signing from Europe to Tigres. Um, and I think that's that's the problem for Toluca as well. I mean, you look at Tigres and you look at Monterrey and you look at Pachuca and you think, you know, Toluca right now a little bit of a step down from from that standard for yeah. me anyways absolutely yeah they really are I'm a little worried I got to admit it now last but <laughs> certainly not least probably the biggest story for us here in Los Angeles is Jonathan Dos Santos to the Galaxy assess this from the Galaxy's perspective and then from El Tree Tom for the Galaxy absolutely brilliant signing I mean it's absolutely top class signing 27 years old you know they. Jonathan Dos Santos, the intensity with which he plays the game, the intelligence that he's got, uh, the football intelligence, the, the the way he uses the ball, the technical ability he's got. You see straight away that he's from La Masia. He's from the Barcelona Academy. Yeah. And you can see when he plays. And, and you know, watching him, I was, I was over there in Russia for the Confederations Cup, and for me, he was, he was one of the highlights of the Mexican team. I mean, I thought for the first time he really looked like he belonged as a starter in the Mexico team. So for LA Galaxy, this is an absolutely top quality signing. He might not have the kind of star reputation associated with Giovanni, but for me, right now, he's a better player. Um, so for L3, I think if you look at it short term in, in terms of the next World Cup, I don't think it's that disappointing. For me, I think longer term it is, because I think what Mexico needs right now, and, and this is exactly what Juan, Juan Carlos Osorio is saying as well, is players playing at the highest level possible. And I think Dos Santos, with what a great season he had last year with Villarreal, if he'd have kept going one or two years and, and replicated that kind of level in Europe, he could he could have got to a bigger club. Um, and I think that from a Mexico point of view, it's disappointing. Um, and I say that not just for Jonathan Dos Santos, but it's the message that it sends as well. Yeah. At a time where the man, the Mexico manager Osorio, is demanding that his players, you know, a bit like Jurgen Klinsmann did with the U.S. players. Go to the the best quality leagues they can, best clubs they can. Really challenge themselves in, in the club career. You know, Jonathan Dos Santos is obviously taking a step down, and I don't mean that with any you know disrespect. But the difference between playing for a fifth place club in La Liga and and coming to MLS is there is still a big gap. So I think great for him personally. Uh, great for LA Galaxy, but I think from a Mexican national point of view, it, it's not so good, to be honest. 
Tom Marshall couldn't disagree with you more. He's leaving Villarreal to go to a bigger club, my beloved L.A. Galaxy. But oh, <laughs> always a pleasure. This was a lot of fun, Tom. Uh, Tom Marshall covers Liga MX and L3 for ESPN FC, and we're happy to have him here on Soccer Weekly. Check out his work at ESPN FC. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. No, thanks for the invite. Really enjoyable. Anytime. You bet. There, Tom, the great Tom Marshall covering Liga MX and L3 like nobody's business for ESPN FC, and we really appreciate him jumping on there. I completely disagree with his assessment on uh, Jonathan Dos Santos leaving uh, Villarreal for a smaller club. He left for a bigger club, no doubt. I'm having some fun with him there. But, yes, my LA Galaxy are uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world, let's be honest. Realistically, they are. That doesn't mean they're one of the best. No. (laughs) No. We're not even one of the top six in the western conference of mls but no he's going to a big club and he's going to be playing with his brother we will break that down further but there's so much good stuff from tom marshall i want to respond to chicharito going to west ham and his thoughts on that i'm going to give you mine as well plus we do have our toluca pachuca update all of that and so much more soccer weekly with dave denholm here on the home of world football in southern california espn la 710 soccer weekly espn la 710 i'm dave denholm hanging out with you breaking down and working up the minutiae that is the world of world football and we got a lot to talk about we roll on to the top of the hour. Thanks so much to ESPN FC's Tom Marshall, who joined us in the last segment. Now, look, if you're just joining us and you missed some of the show or you're just catching on to Soccer Weekly, welcome. Always a pleasure to have new listeners. We've been getting more and more of that each and every week. You can follow me at Talk Soccer for the very latest on the show. That's on Twitter. You can always hang out there. You can call us on the show at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. But if you're stuck on, like, the 405 or, like, my wife, the tall drink is over on, like, Washington Boulevard somewhere probably or Adams, then, you know, be careful. Don't uh, don't text and, uh, you know, or tweet me or whatever or uh, call in and drive at the same time. Be careful. But more importantly, if you miss something, you can get back, go back and find it on iTunes, right? Just Google, you know iTunes, go find your whatever, your favorite, and subscribe, rate, and review the Soccer Weekly Podcast. It would be a big help to us. We'd much appreciate it. Just getting kind of going on iTunes. Yeah, a lot of things we're catching up on when we started the show again for here for Season 2. So we're back there. We're on iTunes. Find it, Soccer Weekly. Let's do it. You know, just get the word out. It's the easiest way to go about it. You start to rate it. You review it. I can take it. You don't like me? Fine. I can take it. I can hear that, too. I promise. It's fine. But rate it, review it, subscribe to it. We appreciate that. Look, we're talking with Marshall about Chicharito, the Jonathan Dos Santos move to my LA Galaxy. You got thoughts on that? It's 877-710-ESPN. This Chicharito move to West Ham, getting back to the Premiership. Of course, he had that time at Manchester United. It went okay. Didn't particularly dominate by any means. He had his moments. He wasn't a bad player. It, let's not revise history here. It wasn't like he was terrible for Manchester United by any means. But it didn't go maybe to plan. He's coming off a year with Bayer Leverkusen that he had 11 goals in 26 appearances, somewhere around there. And it wasn't bad. But Bayer Leverkusen was a bit of a mess. It wasn't all Chicharito by any means. It wasn't his fault. I thought he played pretty well. But covering the Bundesliga week in, week out, Bayer Leverkusen did not play well overall. And so there's a reasonable understanding that, you know, okay, maybe that's one of the reasons that Chicharito wants to get out. It's not like he was leaving Bayer Leverkusen and they were on the Champions League, you know, in Champions League, and he's going to a team that has no shot at that. 
the move is not terrible. I'd still think Bayer Leverkusen's a better club overall than West Ham, but as Tom pointed out, West Ham does have a massive following. It is a massive club, taking nothing away from the Hammers. So it is a good move. You're going into the Premier League. You want you got something to prove, as he said. I like the move. I've always loved Chicharito. How can you not? How can you not like the way Javier Hernandez plays? Look, he ticks me off sometimes because I'm a U.S. national team fan, right? And he gives us problems, and he wins, and that makes me mad. But as a player, I have never had a problem with Chicharito on the pitch. That dude plays at 100% every second of every moment that he's out there. And you have to respect that. And the guy bangs in goals. He's a goal scorer. Is he always the prettiest player? No. Is he ever going to look like Lionel Messi running around? No, of course not. That's not the point. Put the ball in the back of the net, right? That is exactly, by the way, why I like the Jonathan Dos Santos move to the Galaxy. I don't love it. Because the Galaxy need Chicharito, not a midfielder who likes to bang around and get dirty. Jonathan Dos Santos is very good. He will help us. But what have really would have helped us is the goal score. Now, I'm not sitting there saying, oh, they missed out on Chicharito. I'm not saying there was ever an opportunity. That's not the point. But the Galaxy need a Chicharito type, a guy who just bangs in goals for fun. Robbie Keane, Javier Hernandez, you know who I'm talking about. Jonathan Dos Santos is nice, and he will help. Not a bad move. Don't misread me. But it's not exactly what we needed at this point. Feels a little desperate. You know, the Jermaine Jones thing is failing in this midfield. Failing an utter failure, this move. So it smacks of a little bit of desperation. Like, well, let's get another Dos Santos in here. He'll play with his brother. The story writes itself. And it covers up a lot of our ills here that we had by signing Jermaine Jones. No. No, I'm not letting you get off the hook that easy, LA Galaxy. It smacks too much of desperation. That's why I like the move. I don't love it. The $5 million transfer, as reported by Goal.com and Kevin Baxter and others at LA Times, not bad. It's a good bit of business. I don't hate that. You could, If you had to, you'll probably be able to sell them for more than that in the future. Don't hate it. But again... We're not really addressing the most desperate need for my LA Galaxy, which is a forward that changes the game, a striker that puts the ball in the back of the net. Daniel Steer is scoring two goals a game as a defender coming forward on uh, on set pieces. We can't rely on that. That's not going to happen every week like it did in the loss to New England. That's not what I want to have my offense built around is my central defender. No. That's not a recipe for success. We have got to start banging the goals in up front. Now, there's talent all around that forward position. Giovanni Dos Santos has not played badly. I don't care what anyone tells me this year. He's played fine. He's really not fitting in with some of the guys around him, and nobody has. Nobody's fitting in with Jermaine Jones this season. Not many people have fit in with Joao Pedro, at least not until more recently. He's played better. Roman Alessandrini and Dos Santos have combined several times that look nice this season. Alessandrini's been a, a revelation. So it has not all been negative. Don't misread me. 
And I like Jonathan Dos Santos as a player. I like him off the pitch, too. It's a good move. He'll sell jerseys. He'll be popular. He and his brother, that's good advertising. It's not a bad move that way. But unless Jonathan Dos Santos surprises me with 15 goals in the second half of the season, and that ain't happening, that's not his game, then I don't love this move. The Galaxy need that Chicharito type, that Robbie Keane type, that Landon Donovan type, that Zlatan type, dare I say it, healthy, healthy. That's what my LA Galaxy need. Not another midfielder who's really more of a dirty, dirty work kind of guy. Like he'll get down and dirty. Now, the good thing about Dos Santos is he's box to box, no doubt. He can play all over. He'll he'll you'll see him end up with the ball all over the pitch. And I got no problem with that. Good player. As I mentioned, tough, quick, smart, very skilled. Doesn't mind playing with his brother. He likes playing with Gio. So this is good news overall. It's just not the best news we could have got. And I don't see it curing enough of our ills right off the jump. Is this maybe a good move for 2018 and beyond? Yeah. But am I ready to wash my hands of this season yet? No. As bad as it's been, we still got almost half a season to go. I want more. I'm demanding more, in fact. And I'll tell you what else. I'm demanding more coming up in the next uh, little tidbit here, our Toluca Pachuca update later. I'm demanding more from those two teams in Liga MX, Apertura. Not a good start. We'll talk to you about that. Soccer Weekly, Dave Denholm. Here on the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Dave Dunholm hanging out with you. Presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. And when you go check out your new Toyota Camry LE, just tell them Dave Dunholm and Soccer Weekly pushed you over there. To the folks at, the fine folks at Puente Hills Toyota appreciate that. It is time to no longer delay. We begin Apertura Week 1 underway and done. Week 2 is ahead of us. It's time for the Toluca Pachuca Update. My two favorite Liga MX teams, if this is the first time on the show, welcome. They are the two teams that I support in Liga MX, Toluca and Pachuca. Uh, let me tell you, it is, it's ugly. It was ugly in Apertura Week 1, let's just say that. Chivas and Toluca played to a nil-nil draw. That's a nice point on the road for Toluca. Okay, I can live with that against the champions, the Clausura champions. I'm not going to destroy Toluca for that. I'm not in love with what the future looks like right now. We discussed that with Tom Marshall earlier in the show with my beloved Toluca in red there. But I'll take the point. Now, Pumas handled Pachuca at home, beating a Pachuca 1-0. That was ugly. I mean, Pachuca played better than the score, I guess. But you got to put the ball in the back of that, right? We talk about it all the time. It doesn't matter how well you play. There's no such thing. It's all about the scoreboard in professional sports, and it's all about the scoreboard in Liga MX, and you got to score against Pumas if you want to win, and it wasn't pretty. So week two, I'm hoping for bigger and better things 
in week two. Pachuca is uh, hosting their first home game of this uh, upper tour, taking on Club America on Saturday. Big game because Club America stubbed their toe in week one as well with a loss. And Toluca's taking on Leon on Sunday, and Leon looked awful against Atlas in that 3 0 loss in their opener. So everybody, all four of these teams looking for their first win. This could be scary in this uh, week two of Apertura play in Liga MX. I got bigger hopes for Pachuca still. I think they'll be all right, but it was not a pretty week one there. It better be better. Now, of course, Omar Gonzalez was missing, involved with the United States in the Gold Cup and everything, so Pachuca will desperately need big Omar back in the center there. And I uh, got a, a tweet coming in, at Talk Soccer, from uh, my friends over at uh, Yanks College Soccer, at, y- at YCIS. Javier Hernandez is the happiest player in the world. Love that kid. You know, that's a good point. We were talking about Chicharito making the move back to the Premier You could put that dude on a Liechtenstein 4th Division club and he would have fun. Chicharito just always is having a good time playing the game, and why not? He plays it with such a style that you know he's pouring his guts out on the pitch. That's why I love the dude. I mean, I hate him when he's wearing the L-Tree green against the U.S. team because he's so good. And he usually causes my U.S. men's national team so many problems. But I sports hate the heck out of him then. But when you're watching him otherwise, I don't even care. As long as he's not tormenting your favorite team, you have to love watching Javier Hernandez play football. You have to. It's like it's very comparable watching Hernandez play football to American sports. Those guys that love it. Aaron Judge. You can tell the dude loves playing baseball, right? He's hitting 500-foot bombs every night. The kid loves it. Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. You can tell he just loves slinging the football around. The American football, yes. But you can tell some of these guys just love to play because of the way they play. And that's Chicharito. You you have to admire that. West Ham got themselves a good one and at a, a very reasonable price. What did it end up being, like $20 million American dollars? I mean, it sounds crazy, but that's like cheap for a goal scorer anymore. They're paying 100 million bucks for Pogba for crying out loud. Now I'm not comparing the two. Don't text me or tweet me at Talk Soccer telling you uh oh Pogba's so much that it's I'm not comparing. But in the world of world football, 20 million bones for a guy like Javier Hernandez who could let's be honest, things work out. He could bag upwards of 20 goals a season. He has that potential. Don't be deceived by the 11 goals for Bayer Leverkusen. Like I said, I watched the Bundesliga week in, week out. Leverkusen was a mess from day one that last season. And it wasn't Chicharito. It was everybody. That club had a down year. It's a good club. Had a down year. They weren't expecting it by any means. But Chicharito did his part. He'll be fine at West Ham. And don't give me this. It's such a tougher move because the Premier League is so much better. No, it's not. It's not. It's not so much better than the Boone. Stop. First of all, the Premier League is the most overrated league in the world. It's very competitive. Nothing wrong with that. It's a very nice league to watch because of that. You actually have like three or four teams that can win. That's great. But past those three or four top teams, the Bundesliga is every bit as good. Don't even, don't try to sell me on a freaking West Ham it's a nice club big club 
Good move for Chicharito. Good move for West Ham to get him. But don't tell me they're so much better than Bayer Leverkusen or so much better than other Bundesliga. It's just not true. It's a good move, though, for both sides because he will fit in there and he works his tail off. And that's why you love him. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. We always continue the conversation after the show throughout the week here at Soccer Weekly since we're on every Wednesday at this time, 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific here on ESPN LA 710. We continue the conversation at TalkSoccer on Twitter. You can follow me there. And don't forget, if you miss anything of these, uh, these shows, we podcast them on iTunes now. We're back on iTunes. We're up there. Glory, hallelujah, we're back on there. We're on iTunes. So find Soccer Weekly, subscribe, review, rate, all that good stuff. I can take it. If you don't like the show, you listen to the podcast, give me a few weeks. You may not love it the first time. Give me a couple weeks at least. Listen to it then, and then if you hate it, go ahead and give me a bad review and rate it. You can write up all the bad things about me there. I, I honestly, I don't mind. It's okay, I'll learn from it. I'll learn that you're probably a jerk, but I'll learn from it. Oh, come on. Now, the Jonathan Dos Santos move for the Galaxy. Once and for all, again, we're comparing and contrasting. It's not a comparison to the Chicharito move for a number of levels. The Jonathan Dos Santos move for the Galaxy, though, as we as we put this down black and white on paper, boom, here we go. Good business for the LA Galaxy. $5 million transfer, according to Goal.com and, the, uh, and Kevin Baxter. Good bit of business. Not paying him a fortune every year. Making, I believe, what reports are less than his brother. Good bit of business to bring him in and associate him and tie him in with Gio Dos Santos. Off the pitch, it's a winner. On the pitch, it's a very good move. Very solid move. He's a nice player who upgrades the Galaxy at that position. Frankly, a couple of traffic cones would upgrade the Galaxy at that position right about now, the way they've been playing, but (laughs) apparently the traffic cones were unavailable here in the transfer window. But look, Jonathan Dos Santos, good upgrade for the Galaxy, but it's not exactly what they need, right? Got to get that goal score, and that has not been resolved. And unless Jossie Zardes comes back from the Gold Cup with his scoring boots on, and I'm not so sure about that yet, then the Galaxy still are in desperate need. You cannot rely on Dos Santos and Alessandrini each getting like 15 goals, which may still happen, mind you, but you don't want to rely on that. You need that Robbie Keane type, that Chicharito type up front. All right. You know what time it is? It's our favorite time here on the show. It's stoppage time. What time is it? It's stoppage time. Yeah. It's stoppage time. It's stoppage time. Right now. The great Mario Rees joins me for stoppage time. How are you, Mario? What up, Dave? What up? Not too much. What's going down in stoppage time, brother? My man. So the United States international striker Dom Dwyer says he feels like he's coming home. After being traded to Orlando City SC on Tuesday, Dwyer's roots in Central Florida run deep, of course, having played at the University of South Florida in Tampa and then enjoying a lone stint with Orlando City when it was playing in what was then, at the time, the third-tier USL. So you can imagine the kind of love that he was going to get in Orlando, but 
Man, he didn't think he was going to get this much love. He was swarmed that by was people. crazy. I saw that video. We watched that. Holy cow. The Orlando City fans, kudos, right? Yeah. At I first, mean, I just thought it was a little group of people. Yeah. But then, as he was walking through the entire airport to, to the car, people were just following him and following him and just chanting and chanting. It was cool. And all this, for, all this for a guy who scored five goals this year, Mario. Imagine if Cristiano Ronaldo would come. Holy <laughs> cow, they'd have to shut down the airport. Right. Unbelievable. All right, so Slatan Ibrahimovic has never been shy about his own brilliance, right? In the past, he's uh, compared himself to Benjamin Button, a Ferrari convertible, a lion, <laughs> and even God. Oh, gee. Earlier today, he had a new comparison for himself, American founding father Benjamin Franklin. Oh, in, why? In, did, did he invent electricity now? <laughs> in an Instagram post in which he poses with an enlarged depiction of a Swedish 1,000, it was a kroners? Is that what yeah, they're? Krona. Yeah, yeah krona. Yeah, 1,000 kroner note. Pictures himself, and, and on his uh, Instagram uh, quote, he goes, you have Benjamin Franklin, and then you have me. <laughs> this That's guy. Zlatan being Zlatan there, baby. I wonder exactly. how much he would tip of himself, though, like in restaurants or something. How much would you tip if you're, uh, you have Zlatan currency? This is Soccer Weekly. Mario, Jesse, thank you so much. Dave Dunholm here on the home of world football, ESPN LA 710. <laughs>